Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Jeff Bedoten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Podcast Network. Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in Casey and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio and I break down the Chiefs Monday night football victory against the New York Giants, preview Sunday's game versus the Green Bay Packers, and talk about their trade deadline moves. But, but first, Joe, the Chiefs, even their record, the 4-4 four four, by defeating the Giants, it was an absolute must-win, though, against a middling and injury-plagued Giants team. So I actually left that game feeling a little bit more discouraged than encouraged. Joe, what's your take? Yeah, Jeff. Well, first, I thought you were going to call them the New York football Giants. You were getting very official there. I thought you were going to be like the New York football Giants. Um, we are very you know, formal here at Believe in Chiefs. Yes, we, we are. Um, boy, Jeff, I, 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 I agree with you wholeheartedly. I, you know, I watched every second of that game, and um, it just wasn't entertaining. You know, It just didn't have that same Chiefs flair even in losses that they've had in the past. Right. Right. When I think back to those, those I keep calling them the, the Super Bowl teams, right? I'm not, and I'm not saying the Chiefs aren't going to the Super Bowl this year. I'm not being a naysayer yet. But, like, even when the Chiefs would lose during what, what we would call their Super Bowl runs, like, I still felt good about the team because, you know, their losses tended to come – they were tending to come with, you know, uh, with a story, you know, about, about an injury here or the team played the game of their lives, you know, against them because all the targets were on the Chiefs. I just, oh, I just don't feel the same even about a win right now with this team, as ugly as that win was against the Giants, as I do about even some of the, the good losses that they've had in the past when, when I felt more confident in this team, Jeff. I mean, look, let's, let's, let's be honest. If if the if if the Giants don't jump off sides, it made me it made me think about when the Chiefs didn't go to the Super Bowl and they lost in the AFC Championship game. You know that if they if if they don't if the Giants don't jump off sides, I don't know what happens there, buddy. I really don't. I mean, I don't. Maybe the maybe the Chiefs would have gotten the ball back with a little bit more time than we than we anticipated. They could have gone down and scored, which I never had a fear they wouldn't do in in the, in the past. But I think that game has a different. It has a different feel to it. Um, Credit, though, I think Patrick Mahomes took a chance on that because he saw them jump offside. Like, I think it was one of those free play yeah. things. Yeah, so yeah. Potentially. But I, but I get what you're saying, and a lot of people have made that point. Still some disturbing things there. Um, you know, a lot of the same issues. Uh, turnovers, though, as you, mm-hmm. speaking of that play, lots of penalties have been an issue. Just six points in the second half for Kansas City against – you know, not a great defense. They're, they're okay. They have James Bradbury, is a good player, Leonard Williams. We talked about uh, the person, Ojalari, who was drafted 50th overall 
just like our Joe Valerio. Uh, but Joe, I, you know, two things that I'm a little bit worried about, and I don't know if this is age or just they've played so many games the last two, three years with the, the deep postseason runs. Travis and Kelsey and Tyron Matthew, uh, I'm a little worried about. I don't know if Kelsey is, is beat up or just gotten, you know, too many games. And, and same with Matthew, they don't seem to be making just as many plays. I don't know if they've, again, what the reason is for that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, Jeff, I mean, you get tired, right? I mean, look, there's a reason why players age out, right? And and it's the reason why, you know, the careers don't go on. I mean, Tom Brady's a little bit of an anomaly, and there's always going to be players on, on one side of the bell curve, right, or the other, players who play only a few years and players who play a lot of years, and there's some, you know, somewhere in, in between, right, that we'll call it, you know, three to – eight year range, right. Where the, the bulk of your players end up playing their careers in. And, you know, you get tired. It's, it's, it's a long season. It's a long career. You know, I mean, well, it's a short career, but it's a, it's a, a long career on your body and it ages you fast. And, and I think they're, they're playing in two positions that, uh, you know, they're always seem to be on the field. You know, Travis plays a, a tough position at tight end because, you know, you're, you're half wide receiver, you're half lineman to a certain degree. You're getting banged around in the middle. You're bumping into to big linebackers constantly. Uh, you know, and Tara Matthews, uh, you know, he's a physical, hard, tough-nosed, you know, hard-nosed player. So, you know, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're playing in two positions that are, you know, really, you know, generally not ones where play players play for a long time. And I think it's taken, it seems like it's taking its toll on them. And, and I don't know whether it's being exacerbated by the fact that the chiefs are struggling now. And if they were winning and everybody'd be happy and Travis would be popping up and doing his first down things after he, you know, would catch a first down. I, I don't know. I don't know whether it's a combination of things. Um, and I, I think you're, I think you're definitely onto something, Jeff, that, there, there are two players that play a whole lot of plays at two really physical, tough positions. And it seems like it's taking its toll on them. And two absolutely key players uh, during the Chiefs' uh, back-to-back Super Bowls. Well, we're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Uh, Joe, we talked about some of the the issues that still seem to persist. Um, uh, Tuesday was a big trade deadline day in the NFL, and the Chiefs made some moves, acquiring Melvin Ingram, uh, and then trading away Laurent Duvernay-Tardif for Dan Brown of the Jets. Joe, do you see those moves, maybe especially Ingram, uh, impacting maybe helping kind of the defensive issues we saw. Yeah, well, I, I think, well, number one, I think, um, you know, Dan Brown, the, the players have plenty of uh, the Da Vinci Code uh, books laying around. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, everybody uh, 
you know, doesn't know, you know, obviously uh, Dan Brown wrote the Da Vinci famous author, Tom Hanks movies, but uh, all kidding aside in respect to Dan, you know, I think, look, they had to do something, Jeff, right. Um, we had to, we had to bring in something at some positions that, you know, that we had, you know, we, we had some needs and maybe the Dan Brown thing is a, is a sign that, you know, Travis is getting too many reps and they want to build some yeah, depth there. Right. Um, that's, you know, listen, this, the facts tell the story and, and the stats tell the story. And, and if that's what they were willing to give up a, a former Super Bowl starter in LDT, who, who I always thought was a very solid player. And, and, and I'm not just saying that because of the heroic things that he does as, as a doctor and, and what he did for COVID patients and everything. And, and because, you know, he was part of that Super Bowl team. Um, I, I think, um, you know, I, I think, you know, I think it was, they must be telling us something if they're willing to give up a, a, a player like LDT who has chemistry, he's got championship DNA, he's a good, solid player. To go after a tight end like that, that's that's saying something. Um, the Melvin Ingram thing, obviously, we talked about this, you know, a pod ago or two pods ago. Like, the, the Chiefs on the offensive or on the in the linebacking court just seem small, you know, and, and maybe that, you know, he's a f- former first-round pick, and if you can get, you know, a six-round pick for a, for a former first-round pick, and you bring a Melvin Ingram in, and he can jump into this team quickly. Who knows? Maybe he adds a little bit more depth. So I think those two trades are very telling about where the Chiefs need help, um, and where they felt like they could, what they could do to make an impact. You know, as they as they go on this, you know, uh, push to make the playoffs. And I, you know, I think that's, I, I think they were two, you know, pretty pretty key positions. The LDT trade, I think, makes sense because, you know, he's still a good player, but he really wasn't active. From uh, He was active Monday Night Football, but he wasn't just not playing. He was not even on the active roster for the games. And he's he's a good player, but he only has, you know, he doesn't have much time left on his, on his contract. And, you know, like, like we talked about Kelsey getting beat up, they also lost Jody Fortson uh, for the year. So, you know, uh, Noah Gray, I think they still like, but he hasn't done a lot as a rookie and, you know, they have Blake Bell. So maybe this gives him something, but uh, I, I actually really like that move for the Jets. I mean, LDT is a, a proven starter. Um, you know, maybe they, they've got a young team. Maybe they think he's a guy they can uh, resign and keep long-term and um, you know, Melvin Ingram, um, you know, I think worth a shot only given the six round pick he used to be really good for the Chargers. Hasn't played very much for the Steelers. I think that's why he wanted out. The Chiefs actually looked at him before he signed, uh, before the longtime Charger had signed with the, uh, uh, the, the, the Steelers. So that they're obvious, and they obviously know him well from those AFC West matches. So, Joe, I can't. And other than just, I was going to repeat your your uh, Dan Bradjoe. I don't know much about him other than, <laughs> other than his author portfolio, I suppose. Exactly. Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll learn more. And, uh, you know, as we see, you know, maybe, you know, it's interesting to see Josh Gordon out there and at number 19 and what their plans are for him for the second half of the season, right, as we continue to revamp this offense and and look for for ways to get back to that effectiveness that it's had in the past. So I'm sure the second half of the season is going to have a lot of interesting storylines. And I, I think that's definitely one to look at is 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 the Josh Gordon, how do they ultimately get He's kind of like, in the, I don't know, I don't want to make too much of an analogy about it or, or too much of a likeness, but I, I think Mel, Melvin and, 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 and Josh seem to be like that same player, right? The former, 
mm-hmm. stud, you know, player at their positions that just needs maybe to be in the right offensive, right defensive scheme. I mean, we see some real interesting storylines uh, coming out of the second half of the season between Josh Gordon on the offensive side and Melvin Ingram on the defensive side. And some storylines. Obviously, Dan Brown's going to have some storylines. Right? Yeah, he's he's going to have novels to write about this team. We'll we'll, we'll get into the uh, Packers preview here, but don't worry, we've got plenty more dad jokes like this. <laughs> yeah, on, on exactly. Got exactly. Many of them. <laughs> well, moving on to the Packers, Joe. Man, I I am I am worried about this game. Um, the Packers look awfully good. You could argue they're the best team in the NFL. I think maybe they. They might be. I know the, the Rams added Von Miller, but I really like how the Packers are winning in different ways. They're kind of grinding out games, even when they're uh, missing wide receivers like they were going on the road in Arizona. Um, they can run the ball. They're, they're actually – their offensive numbers aren't, aren't kind of what we're used to out of an Aaron Rodgers-led team. It's really their defense that is ranking highly. Uh, Joe, how do you see this game uh, shaping up? Oh, this is going to be, I mean, well, first of all, let's, 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 let's take the 30,000 foot view, Jeff, and say, this is like dynasty football, right? Like this is chief Packers. Like, okay, right, right. let's, let's put aside all of our fandom, right? You know, and, and the fact that we love the chiefs and, and we cover the chiefs and, and they're our, they're our team. Uh, this is a cool game to just to watch. Like, I don't care if you're who your, who your ultimate team is that you root for, Packers chief is chiefs is, you know, it's, it's royalty. It's, it's NFL, AFL, NFL, whatever you want to call it, go back to the old days royalty. And I, I'm really excited about just seeing those two teams out there that have such a long storied history, uh, both playing each other in those original Super Bowls. So that's exciting. Number one. Uh, and then, and then obviously the chance to see, you know, Aaron Rodgers do what he does. You know, the Packers with Aaron Rodgers have always reminded me a, a little bit of of the Patriots of old. When, you know, when Brett Favre was going through his, you know, runs with the Packers and then when, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers took over and they've gone through their big time runs, like they're one of those teams that just is made up of this cast of characters that just seems to pull it all together. Because I go back to those Brady, you know, six Super Bowls in New England, and I'm like, there's only a couple guys I can remember. Tom Brady, you know, I remember some of the linemen, um, you know, here and there, Gronk. And then you're like, okay, who are some of those other Patriots? Like, who are – I don't – like, you know what I mean? Am I am I off base there? In, in, it was in the, an the, ever-changing cast of characters. You know, the, the constants being obviously Brady and Belichick and, and the Packers, you know, Favre and Rodgers, but everybody else kind of – yeah, came and went. Um, and so they, 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 those organizations, those two organizations, really find a great way to complement what Aaron Rodgers does on offense. And they just, they just, they take this cast and they make it work. And and I, I don't know, maybe, maybe that's something that the Chiefs need to start focusing on, right? It's and and there's this old saying in 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 soccer, you know, there's some books written about it. There's a book called The Numbers Game. Uh, and it's written, it's kind of like the money ball of European soccer, right? European football, where soccer is considered a weak link sport where you've got to get all of your players to get better each year for your team to be better. Because even if you have a Lionel Messi or a Cristiano Ronaldo, right? An A type player on your soccer team, it takes like 10 passes to get the ball up to those guys to score. 
And, and so basketball, on the other hand, is what, what they call a strong link sport, where if you just get two guys to get really good, you can win a championship, right? You can put a LeBron out there with a, with a supporting player. You can put a Michael Jordan out there with a supporting player, and they're going to win a championship because it's a strong link sport because LeBron James and Michael Jordan can take the ball from one end to the other and do it themselves if they really wanted to. That's not what football and soccer are. They're weak link sports where everybody's got to be, everybody's got to get a little bit better for the team to be good. And it's a great little thing I think about all the time when, when teams in, in the NFL just focus on a couple of players. Like, oh, let's just, and that's kind of like what the Chiefs did for a while, right? It was Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes. They were turning what is a weak link sport into a strong link sport. And it's, it can't be. And, and, you know, we saw that with the offensive line last year in the Super Bowl. It just wasn't enough if you didn't have all those links put together. And maybe, maybe there's some lessons in that. So anyway, I know that was a diatribe I went on, but it's something I want our fans to watch as they're watching this Packers team and going, you know, I really don't know a lot of these Packers. <laughs> they're, you know, they're, they're, they're playing really, really good football right now. Uh, like you said, they could be, if not the best, maybe one of the best teams in the NFL. And other than Aaron Rodgers and the Rodgers rate from State Farm, like I can't name a whole lot of the other players on the team, to be honest. And that scares me when a team can, you know, can be that good and only have, you know, only have, you know, one loss, seven and one, and not really know who they are. And they would, and they are very hot. They, they, no one knew what to make out of their Week One loss, bad loss to the Saints, but the Saints are obviously looking pretty good, and they've been rattled off seven straight wins since then. Um, they have a strong running game with, with both Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. And a Aaron Jones especially is strong as a receiver. I worry about that. The screen game against the Giants gave the Chiefs um, a lot of issues. The Packers are a little beat up uh, defensively, but they, they're still playing well. The Smiths, um, Zaire and Preston have um, – been banged up, but Rashawn Gary has been playing well. Devondre Campbell, acquired as a linebacker in the offseason, has been great for them. Uh, Jair Alexander uh, is one, maybe the one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL, but he's he's out potentially for the season. But like you said, it all all starts out with Aaron Rodgers. And Joe, I, I know that you always say it's not, you know, you talk about these uh, big games, the high-profile quarterbacks. It's not Rogers versus Mahomes, the State Farm. Uh, yeah, the State Farm Bowl. The State Farm Bowl, love it. But but it also is very cool. You know, Aaron Rodgers, last time he played at Arrowhead against the Mahomes-led team, Mahomes was, was hurt. That's when he had that knee injury. And, you know, Rodgers was drafted in 2005. He's going to turn 38 in December. You know, I don't know how many more times if it, they might not play again, especially if Rogers stays in the NFC. I mean, Rogers Mahomes, that's, that's pretty special. We have who, despite his struggles this year, I still think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback um, in the NFL. And, and Rogers is the reigning MVP. Yeah. I, it's, it's a really cool matchup. And like you said, Jeff, it's, it's really exciting for fans. I think you're right at 38, you know, unless, uh, you know, Aaron pulls a, pulls a Tom Brady, uh, you know, and with this four-year rotation of the schedule of playing the NFC divisions uh, intra, you know, intra-conference play, um, you know, they'll, they won't, you know, they won't really see, they may not see him again until, 
you know, who knows when, right? It could be, uh, could be, you know, we, we, they may never see him again. And the fact that the game's in, in Arrowhead, uh, it's really cool. Um, so, you know, I, that is one thing we, we really have going for us is, is that the Chiefs fans are going to continue to be hungry for that big win and they're going to be loud and they're going to give Aaron Rodgers some trouble. Not that, you know, somebody who's been playing since 2005, you know, doesn't know how to deal with some crowd noise. I think Aaron Rodgers is not his first rodeo, uh, but still, it's still a distraction nonetheless uh, and to have to come in uh, to Kansas City and play. And, you know, my, my, my fear is that this this, you know, I don't want to give any secrets away. Hopefully, hopefully the defensive coordinator from the Packers isn't listening to our pod, but um, you know, I, I think going back Jeff, to the giants game and watching the way that the giants played against us defensively, they put it together. Fantastic game plan, obviously to hold us to 20 points. I mean, that was pretty amazing when you consider the, how prolific this offense has been in the past. What I saw is and I'm gonna. I know I've been talking about this mush rush, and I've been talking about the way to keep Patrick in the pocket. And I gotta say, Jeff, I went back and watched a lot of highlights today. And when Patrick was less effective, was when they had somebody mirroring him and almost shadowing him. Um, I saw a couple of times, which was really cool because Monday Night Football twice showed a couple of plays where Patrick. Uh, was struggling to, to find open receivers, they were showing it from behind Patrick, which was so cool. Cause I'm like, Oh, it's exactly the, the view I needed to see. And one of the plays, they actually had a linebacker almost mirroring him and shadowing him. And as soon as he started to, what's my term, Jeff, find the pocket in the pocket, that guy rushed and came up and got into his face and it caused a lot of trouble. So I think people are catching on to not letting Patrick and like not letting him dictate where he's going to throw the ball from. And, you know, because he's always so darn effective when he's moving around and going side to side. And I think teams are really, really going to start focusing on keeping him in the pocket. And, you know, you didn't see, uh, you know, you saw a lot of three, four, five man rush out of the giants and, you know, keeping people back. And it seems to be pretty effective um, against Patrick right now. Great analysis there, Joe. And yeah, there, there seems to be a, a definite game plan against the Chiefs. Uh, you, you mentioned the must rush and also the kind of spy shadow of Mahomes. But then, of course, what's been get, going on all year, teams just playing them deep, not allowing the Chiefs to get the big play. Bracket coverage or double coverage on Kelsey and Mahomes, uh, excuse me, Kelsey and Hill and let somebody else beat you. Uh, Joe, I was also kind of curious here, something that's interesting about this game too, you know, the Packers played on Thursday night. Um, the Chiefs here played on Monday night, the quick turnaround. You think that's going to be a factor at all? I, I think it is. I, you know, you give coaches an extra, extra time to prepare. I mean, I was, you know, I was on a, you know, talking to some folks, you know, before the Giants game and thinking, oh, well, you know, when Andy, man, when Andy gets that extra day, he's, you know, Monday night game. And, you know, I, I still believe that. I still believe when you you give an NFL coach some extra time, they're going to come up with something, right? They're going to, they're going to get that extra look that they might not get um, when, you know, when you have to go Sunday to Sunday or the Chiefs now have to go Monday to Sunday, which is, you know, which is always tough. Um, the teams that I feel really bad for, the ones that have to go Sunday to Thursday, those Thursday night games are rough. That's that's a really quick turnaround. Right. But it's good if you 
you know, the, the Packers were lucky enough to, to win on that Thursday. And now they've got the whole, you know, two extra days now, which is, which is, wow, that's, that's a lot of rest. Uh, it's a lot of game planning that can go on and, and a lot of thinking that can happen. And this is a big game for, I think this is a big game for Green Bay. Um, you know, I know they've got a couple big ones coming up. Um, you know, obviously they've got, you know, they got, they got to play the Chargers. Um, you know, they've got, uh, they've got Baltimore, Cleveland. And other than that, you know, this is, these are going to be, that's going to be their really their couple of tests, I think is this, this KC game and then the Baltimore Cleveland and Cleveland games are going to be really their three biggest games. Other than that, they got a pretty, pretty light little schedule. I mean, the chargers are, are, are playing well, but I, you know, definitely not putting them in that category, you know, where they, you know, the Packers are going to be not prepared for that game. So I think it's uh, you know, I, I think this is a big game in a lot of ways for both teams. I, I think, again, I think the Chiefs have a lot more to lose than the Packers do, uh, given the given the remainder of the Packers' schedule and the fact that the Chiefs are fighting for their lives now. To, you know, I heard on ESPN this morning. I think they were someone said that maybe even going into the Giants game or even coming out of the Giants game have about a 25%, you know, if you believe in all those statistics and power rankings and everything, have about a 25% chance of making the playoffs. So nonetheless, if you take it even with a grain of salt, you know, this is a big game for the Chiefs. They have a lot more to lose, I think, than the Packers have the game. Yeah, I mean, if, if the Packers lose to an AFC opponent, they're 7-2. and two. They're still, you know, sitting pretty. Uh, the Chiefs also, this is kind of a first of – uh, the, the schedule does soften in the second half, but this is a tough uh, schedule here. If they play Green Bay, we've discussed how good they are. Uh, the Raiders, who have a pretty – their offense is playing pretty well, and then the Cowboys, whose offense is playing very, very well. Joe, I really – so often I think it does come down to who, who wants it most, who needs it most, and that's the Chiefs. And I think the Chiefs are going to come out with an inspired effort. Joe, I think I've got it – I, I picked the Packers in this one, though. I just – I have a lot of trouble seeing this defense stopping against. I, met, I mentioned that screen game. Devontae Adams is going to be back. I, I, just, I just think this is a tough matchup for the Chiefs. I, I do too, Jeff. And, and look, the, the last thing I ever want to do, you know, on our pods is, you know, is not – we believe in the Chiefs, right? That's our podcast. That's what we call Literally. it. Literally. <laughs> And I believe in this team. I really do, Jeff. But, you know, we wouldn't be doing our jobs if we just, you know, made homer picks, right? And we can't do that. That's not what our listeners want. That's not what people want who who are hearing from someone like you who covers the game and you're in it deep and, you know, and and, and I've got some player perspective and former player perspective and that's not what they want. And, and you know, you can be mad at us if you want, but we have to give our honest opinion about the way things are. Do I want the Chiefs to win this game? Absolutely, Jeff. I, nothing would make me happier than the Chiefs to beat NFC royalty and, you know, and to beat Aaron Rodgers and to give those Kansas City fans something to really hang their hat on going into it. But I've got to agree with you, Jeff. If I'm going to make a prediction and I'd had to, and I had to put money on it, if someone forced me to put money on the game or to, to make a pick to, to, to have some kind of financial gain, I have to say that, you know, straight up, I, I'd have to pick the Packers in this game, even though they're coming into Arrowhead. Just based on what we've seen uh, out of the Chiefs, what we're seeing out of the Packers, and even though the Chiefs want this game more and need it more, I'm just, I'm afraid 
I'm going to go back to the same reason why I picked the Bills. I think the Packers offense is that much better than the Chiefs defense. Then the Chiefs defense offense is better than the Packers defense. And I think that's going to be what tips the scale in the Packers' favor in this game. It's going to be close. I really do think it's going to be close, Jeff. I think this is going to be like a 24 to 21 game, a slug. It's going to be a slug fest. I don't I don't think it's going to be a runaway. Um, I don't think it's going to be one of those, you know, 41, 38 type three-point games. Uh, I think it's I think I think we're gonna see a temper a tempered offense out of both. And I think we're going to see, you know, something in that 24-21 range. Maybe, maybe if it starts getting a little shooty, you know, shootout, uh, maybe we'll see, you know, 31-28 or something like that. But I, I think it's going to be a three-point game. Could go either way. I, I see the Packers winning it, but nothing would make me happier than to see the Chiefs pull it out. You, your prediction makes sense, too, because the Packers have had trouble kind of going beyond that, like, 24-point mm-hmm. threshold. Aaron Rodgers talked about that they just kind of get – stuck in that i think this game they do score uh more points i think it's you know 30 27 31 27 something in that that range yeah i I have to go uh packers at this one too yeah jeff it's gonna you look obviously as as always right it's it's gonna come down to what you know i think what steve spagnola can put together from a defensive plan i i still think the chiefs have it it's under there if they can eliminate the small mistakes on the turnovers if they can stop with the penalties, my gosh, this is such a penalized team. This is something we've never had to deal with in Kansas right. City in the last three, four years, right? Is these, these penalties. And if they can, if they can get more discipline there, I think there's pieces of this defense that are actually coming together. It was so good seeing Willie Gay out there and making that pick. I thought was huge. I thought, you know, you and I were texting during the game. I think Chris Jones is either getting healthy or you know, I know he was talking about how he was. There were some nagging injuries that were keeping him from, you know, were keeping him from really performing early on. And it seems like he's playing a little bit harder, and things are coming together for him a little bit now. So there are some flashes. Coach Spags just needs to put together a plan that, you know, you know, we've got to, we've, you know, we've got to focus on on some of the some of the mistakes that we're making in the defensive backfield. And and if if he can do that, you know. It's it's still it's, it's still a lot of those core pieces are there. To your point, the the penalties and and, and also the Chris Jones, the penalties. I, I also wonder again. This is a team that has been on top for so long. It's it's hard to go back and do it after you. Again, I think your focus. They lose a little bit of focus there, and um, I think just a result of kind of being back to back Super Bowls and having come off a Super Bowl loss. And the Chris Jones did. You know he had the he he played well. He had a good pass rush against the Giants. Um, he had some bad penalties himself. He had yeah. uh, two in three plays there on one series. But you saw that at the end of the game, the defense closed it out because the Chiefs had a lead. And that's still, despite all the issues, Frank Clark and Chris Jones are getting healthier. And really, what this des- defense is designed to do is play with a lead, like they've had, you know, for two plus years that they pin their ears back, use the arrowhead crowd and rush the passer. It just, they, they keep getting so far behind. They haven't had a chance to do that. That's been the, that's been it. It's, and, and then what, have, what have we said, Jeff? It's that's when Patrick starts pressing. It's a, it's, it's yin and yang it all yeah. fits together. Yeah. And, yeah. and it just, you know, it's feeding off of each other. The, the defenses, 
you know, the, their ills are feeding off the fact that sometimes the offense offense can't go in and get going in the first half. And unfortunately, against the Giants, they couldn't get going in the second half either. And, you know, and then and then the defense is feeding off of uh, or the offense is feeding off of the fact that there's not not a whole lot of confidence. They're going to make stops and it just becomes a vicious circle, you know, and, uh, you know, you hope that that somewhere they can break it. And, and, and maybe it's Melvin Ingram. Maybe it's Josh Gordon. I don't know. They, they just need something. Wouldn't it be great to see like Josh Gordon, like just come in and just dominate like down in the red zone and make some like, you know, back shoulder catches or go up tall, like, you know, Randy Moss and, 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 and make something, make something happen for, for Patrick, because I gotta be honest, Jeff, you know, some of the, the, the chicanery that's going on down there inside the five or 10 yard line is like, I think that's actually wearing on fans, you know, the flip passes to Travis, the Travis lining up in wildcat and Patrick going in motion. I think teams are like, this stuff isn't really, it's, it doesn't have the luster that it had. Right. right. And, and it's just like, Hey, let's just line up. Let's put Patrick in the pocket. Let's get a standard running game going here. I think you continue to use the receivers in the running game. I like that. I like when they use their speed on the sweeps. I think that works well, but that's standard stuff, right? Jet sweeps. I mean, that's not new. And, but some of the other stuff is, is getting a little like, all right, guys, let's stop focusing on that in practice. (laughs) You know, let's, let's, let's focus on some meat and potatoes here and let's get back to, you know, some old school football. Well said, Joe. Well, if you enjoy the show presented by Bet Online, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminaire, and TuneIn. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.